There are more nerve endings in your gut than in your brain. So IBS does have a big impact on how you feel and think. So managing stress is a very important part of dealing with IBS. Welcome back to the Women's Wellness Podcast by the Women's Wellness Research Collaborative, a podcast where we talk about women's health needs throughout every stage of life, from young women through to midlife women, women's health after a cancer diagnosis, and women who are living with type 2 diabetes. On this podcast, you'll hear from some of the world's leading researchers in women's health. I'm Professor Deborah Anderson, the founder and director of the Women's Wellness Research Collaborative and Dean of the Faculty of Health at UTS. I've spent my career dedicated to helping women be the best they can be. And I'm not alone in this endeavour. Researchers across our global collaborative are working every day to improve the lives of women and their families. And today I'm thrilled to welcome two incredible women who have developed a women's wellness program to support women with irritable bowel syndrome. Dr. Bobby Lang is a research fellow in the School of Nursing at the University of Auckland in New Zealand and is the clinical trials manager for the Kahawi study, the feasibility trial on the Younger Women's Wellness Program for the younger women after breast cancer. Bobby currently leads the Women's Wellness Program for the Irritable Bowel Syndrome study in New Zealand. I'm also joined by Nikki Hart, a registered nutritionist and the director of Nikki Hart Nutrition in Auckland, New Zealand. Nikki is an influential public health speaker and has contributed greatly to the development of the Women's Wellness with IBS program. Welcome, Bobby and Nikki. It is so great to have you both on the podcast today. Nikki, what is irritable bowel syndrome and how many women in New Zealand and further afield are affected by irritable bowel syndrome or IBS? Irritable bowel is a very common functional gastrointestinal disorder. And sometimes it's actually called that. It's called FGID instead of IBS. And basically we know it's about an improper functioning of your gut. It doesn't mean that you have a inflammatory bowel disease. Your bowel's just simply irritated. And so we characterize that it affects maybe one in seven adults worldwide, but predominantly more women because we know that hormones have a role to play in this as well. So we know that your common symptoms are things like abdominal bloating, change in bowel habits. So you can have diarrhea or constipation or a mixture of both. Um, you can have excessive wind, you can be bloated and distended. It's really, really not a great disorder to have. But what can often happen is sometimes your symptoms can overlap with several other serious gastrointestinal disorders. And so it's really important that you don't try and self-manage this yourself because if you just start eliminating things, like say you think, oh, it's just high fatty food or it's gluten or whatever, and you start taking things out, you can often not get to the heart of the matter of what it actually is that is actually disturbing the gut. And it actually needs to, well, you actually have to make sure that it's diagnosed by a medical professional because you end up, eliminating food groups unnecessarily or actually making things worse by taking out more fiber when in fact your gut might need more fiber and that's even before we look at a FODMAP exclusion diet that we often use at the end once we have a firm diagnosis. So IBS is a thing that needs to actually be managed by a health professional and so that you actually get the right kind of advice. And so Bobby is Irritable bowel syndrome just a gut thing or does your brain have a role to play? Well, there are more nerve endings in your gut than in your brain. So IBS does have a big 
impact on how you feel and think. So managing stress is a very important part of dealing with IBS. And there's two aspects to that. So you've got the distress actually of having IBS, as well as maybe stress coming from your lifestyle. So the program helps you identify those factors in your life and gives you some ideas about how you might want to deal with that. So for some women, they've already worked out that things like yoga or meditation or Tai Chi are really helpful in dealing with stress, but also it's really important to take regular time out and have fun with your friends or a social group just to work that into your everyday lifestyle. Thanks. And our gut and brain are so interlinked and it sounds like managing stress levels is a key way to reduce the impact IBS symptoms can have on your day-to-day life. Bobby, are there other ways uh, women can improve their everyday health and sense of well-being while living with this IBS? Well, movement and activity is really important. Uh, it's not only a key to relieving your stress and maybe depression and anxiety, but it's also really helpful for your gut. So we know that exercise, activity and movement um, helps your digestive processes. It also helps decrease your bloating and gas, which is a common feature of IBS. And we also know that it can help your bacteria in your gut to repair your gut lining. So these are all really helpful contributors to managing your IBS. And another thing that we have in the program, which affects a lot of women, not just women with IBS, one in three women have issues with urinary leakage. So we've also got a section in there to help with some simple exercises to help those women who may need some support in this area. And The key to all this, of course, is to enjoy having activity, regular activity in your lifestyle. And part of helping you enjoy that is also to do it with a friend or be in a social group, which is active. Thanks, Bobby. So some specific exercises you would encourage women to think about is walking, yoga, stretching. Is that right? Are you thinking in those terms? Yeah, well, we want to make it's simple. We're all so busy. And there's lots of examples in the book on how to do that or the program. And the other key factor is to it's regular in your week and also that it's fun. Talking about the program, Bobby, you've been working over the past year on developing the Women's Wellness Program for Women with IBS. And you're soon to launch the study um, in New Zealand. Can you tell us a little bit more about this program and what can women expect? Right. So initially I started with interviewing 15 women who were experiencing IBS and then uh, 15 professionals working in the clinical area who were helping to support women with IBS. So together got lots of ideas about what they thought would be helpful and not helpful in the program. And then I teamed up with Nikki, who's a clinical expert in this area. And so we looked at the other women's wellness programs to get a sense of the design and how they were organized. And from that, we developed five sections in the program. So the first section is about healthy eating and IBS. And then the second section is on healthy feeling and 
thinking and then there's a section on activity and then the fourth section is on FODMAPs for those few women who do need that and that is where having their professional support during that part of the program is really helpful. And then the last section is a wrap-up section looking at what's been looked at in the previous sections and then maybe addressing things like eating out and how you deal with that and things like that. That sounds fabulous and it's going to be so exciting to be able to launch that across New Zealand and I hope Australia and uh, seeing how that goes. Nikki, is this program aimed at younger or midlife women in particular or is it suitable for women across their lifespan? The bad news is we do know that oestrogen plays a significant role in the gut and it appears that oestrogen actually affects the motor and sensory function of the gut and IBS and so that's why we're seeing it in women. And actually what we tend to see is that IBS emerges at around puberty, increases through the adult years and it is more common between the late teens and mid-40s. Um, but you'd like to know that it does decrease after that time. But it just shows you've got a lot of years in which to have to manage it. So it's it's pretty full on, actually. And it's it really, really is linked to the menstrual cycle. And there's phases without within the menstrual cycle itself. So what we're finding is if there was a hormonal change, sometimes what we will find with some women is that they're more constipation prone in the lead up, say, to a menstrual cycle. And then on day one of their menses, they will often have full bowel evacuation and blood loss at the same time. And that's the effect of progesterone have, having a role on the gut. So we know that both are affected, uh, both hormones are affected, but also there's other hormones that are in play as well. But there are also other women who are non-IBS women who still report changes in their gut function without having IBS. So we know that estrogen and progesterone are triggers for, for this. It's a big deal. I think the other thing that we need to be mindful of is that it's not just through a menstrual cycle, but sometimes your gastrointestinal symptoms could be overlapping with other chronic conditions. And what we're finding is there seems to be some correlation with endometriosis and polycystic ovarian syndrome. So we know that your gut has a play in those as well. So it's important that we get this right the first time. Wow, that's fascinating stuff. And Nikki, of course, this affects men as well. Um, and the question, you know, for listeners on this podcast, well, why haven't you done one for men? But um, as we know, this is part of the women's wellness programs and we're targeting women in this instance, which doesn't mean that in the future you could look at uh, replicating and uh, looking for men as well, I imagine. And the thing to remember is that women are more complex because of our fluctuating hormonal levels, whereas men tend to stay quite static in their hormonal levels. And so that's why it's actually a bit more complex when we're dealing with women. And so, you know, it's looking at how that's going to affect them over, over their life cycle and understanding that this is actually a chronic condition and it might wax and wane over your life cycle, but there's going to be key times where it might peak. And that's when we start to have to really look at this um, last part of the section of the wellness pro program and making sure that FODMAPs could be something that we could use to actually help alleviate the symptoms. It's fascinating, but I'm so glad that we've got experts like uh, the both of you who are really delving into this and helping people live better with this syndrome. 
Bobby, then, I'm sure there are so many women across New Zealand and in Australia. And in fact, these podcasts now go international. And when we're, you know, mindful of that as well with our international audience who are searching for a program just like this one, how can women access the program? And when will it be available? What we would like for those who are interested in uh, clinicians, interested in supporting people with IBS, is for them to register their interest on the Dawn website. And from there, we will make the program accessible to them because it's going to be, it is being developed as a Google book. And then if we've got individual women who are interested in um, participating in a program, we would like them to contact um, through the website and then they can be referred to the clinicians who are running the program because we feel quite strongly that people do need that guidance and support through the program so that they can make the best choices that fit for them. And we're hoping that it will be available by the end of the year. So we the book has just been in the final design stage and once we've got that up and ready, yes, it will be available. Well, how exciting and how terrific. And did you say you had a, a booklet or a program book that goes with this? Yes, well, that's the just in the final design stage at the moment. So, yes, that will be key and we hope it will be available to people as a PDF so that they can download it. Thank you, Bobby and Nikki, for joining me on the Women's Wellness Podcast today and for sharing the latest release of our Women's Wellness Programs. I'm sure there are so many women out there who will find this program a huge relief in their lives. You've been listening to the Women's Wellness Podcast from the Women's Wellness Research Collaborative, and you can find us at wellnessresearchalloneword.org.au where you'll also find a link to the Dawn website, which uh, Bobby and Nikki were talking about, if you're interested in registering about this program. 